At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you back with us once again as we continue to go through the 2020-2021 Hornets roster, giving you our notes and perspective on each and every member of the team and try and take a glimpse into the future. Today, we are focused on Jalen McDaniels, second-year hybrid player out of San Diego State who took a big step forward during the 2020-2021 season. Helping me break down his game, we've got my producer from the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, back with us once again. And Rob, Jalen did take a significant step in year two. Minutes per game, it was kind of aligned with what he did the year prior, but in the 2019-2020 season, he had those minutes as a rookie in kind of a, a rebuilding mode where the team's expectations were not really growing throughout the season. Certainly, you saw the glimpses of the talent that was on the team, but in terms of competing for a play-in spot, that was not necessarily in the cards, primarily because play-in didn't exist then. But this most recent season, the team was playing for something quite a bit of the time and Jalen was a significant piece he started a lot of games had some big moments from a, a scoring standpoint and really ended the year in a flourish both in a starting and relieving role but having quite a few games in double digit scoring and showing what he's capable of producing as an NBA player well I don't think if you said at the beginning of this season that Jalen McDaniels is going to be a really important part of this Hornets team I don't think anybody would have saw that I don't think anybody would have expected him to step up like he did this year and I think when you take a look at most impressive performances. I'm probably going to have to go back to the game 
in Oklahoma City on April 7th. It was his second career start, and he was able to do this. Outlet to Terry Rozier, races inside, kick to the corner. McDaniels, another three. Yes, sir! Ripped the net cord. Jalen McDaniels drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, and he has a career-high 13 today, 65-60. to 60. So he finishes with a career-high Blackjack 21. Really impressive. Let's give it some context. It was his second career start, and you think OKC on the road, the way that they decided that they were going to play for ping-pong balls so far earlier in the season that this game was going to be in a cakewalk, but you have to remember that the state that the Hornets were in at that time. So Charlotte was coming off you know, 30-point loss in Boston a few days earlier was the first full game that the Hornets had to replace, more or less, Gordon Hayward, who sprained his foot in the game in Indiana the game prior to that. So James Borrego was still kind of tinkering with the lineup for the most part, and, you know, it seemed like adding Jalen to the mix was kind of a sure-why-not situation. Let's see what happens, considering that the only other game that he started before that was in Sacramento, and he didn't get a whole lot of run. He scored four points, and he only played 15 minutes. That was the game that Malik Monk eventually did hit that game tying and one and then hitting the free throw to win it with about one second left but in that night in Oklahoma City nine for 14 from the floor three of six beyond the arc and I think after that night it just kind of snowballed from there because then he started eight straight games my most significant run for Jalen I, I like that game and I like that that was kind of his his breakout performance that did cue a run of of really good games but the the production did start to to wane after a couple of games until you know the tail end of April where even when he was you know playing some significant minutes still you know 20 to 30 minutes per game uh, the production really seemed to, to taper off and the shooting percentage did as well but what really impressed me is as he continued to get opportunities we saw the numbers inch up further and further and further the three-point percentage was fairly consistent that 34 to 35 percent for april and may but we saw in may his field goal percentage rise up closer to 50 as opposed to closer to 45 percent in april we saw his rebounding double in may as compared to april so everything really seemed to start to climb and even though the last four games results wise weren't there for the hornets they were really competitive against some playoff teams thanks in large part to jalen mcdaniels rogier into the honeycomb kick to the corner mcdaniels mcdaniels up and throws it down with two hands jalen mcdaniels a violent dunk on the baseline run and just like that it's a one-point game ended up being a five-point loss to a very good Denver team. But that was just, you know, one of the games where Jalen shot the ball extremely well, seven of nine from the floor. And over the course of those last four games of the regular season, he averaged 13 points per contest. He always shot at worst 40 so he was 40 percent or better from the field knocked down a three in every one of those games added in a double double in one of those games just to see that growth within a season month to month as he got more reps we don't know what his role will be in the future obviously the hope is that the team will have more luck and more success from a health front and that will certainly impact what Jalen's role is but what he could be as an NBA starter we've scratched the surface and we like what we see underneath it could be one of those situations where he just becomes one of those energy guys coming off the bench like we saw with miles bridges earlier in the season before the injuries piled up and then miles had to get thrusted into that starting role so i'm really excited to see what Jalen can do i think if he's able to kind of harness that miles bridges zen i guess and he's able to come off the bench provide that energy provide that spark i think he's going to be a really good another kind of a role player a depth piece for this hornets team moving forward yeah he's got that energy that he brings although he's a very 
different personality type player. Miles is, you know, like, you know, watching a trampoline. <laughs> Miles will dunk on you and yell in your face and Jalen will dunk on you and then just run back down the exactly. other end of the floor. He, he will just turn and, and run back and get back on defense. But in terms of their skill sets, you know, obviously Miles is an athlete like none other in the NBA. Jalen has a, a certain hint of Kevin Durant to his game where he's so tall and so long there are not a lot of guys in the NBA that are going to block his three-point shot so as he continues to fine-tune that he ended up shooting about 33 percent last season certainly had more attempts far more attempts in his second season than he did in his first and as you know we look in the the month over month you know the three-point shooting it was fairly consistent I would say in that 34 35 percent range as you look you know month over month for him down the stretch but I think that's where we'll we'll really see the growth for him Jalen McDaniels what were his favorite moments of this past season well we're going to talk to the man himself next he's coming up Jalen McDaniels here on the Hornets Hivecast Hornets fans the buzz is building for season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Welcome back to the Hornets Hivecast. Now it's time to talk to the man himself, Jalen McDaniels. Jalen, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So your second season in the NBA, you go from your rookie year kind of ping-ponging between Greensboro and Charlotte to at one point being a part of the G League bubble very briefly and then end the season starting really meaningful games and not just appearing in them but posting double-doubles. How do you feel about your development in year two in the NBA? You know, I feel like year two was just really just a whole learning experience for me from playing in the G League. From just for first from being out of rotation, then going to the G League and playing, then coming back, starting and playing a lot of minutes. I feel like it was just all like the development of even last year being in the G League, playing a lot of games. So when I got to starting, like I knew what that felt like, like back to back games, playing a lot of minutes. I knew what that felt like. So I feel like it was just all the development for me and just like staying true to that. And I feel like as long as I keep doing that, it's gonna make me just get better every year a lot to pick from but what was your favorite moment of this past season my favorite moment in this past season i'd probably say when i got my first start you know that was a real big accomplishment like like even coach said it like you may not ever be in this position again you know and that's like actually a real thing like i really took that to heart when he said that so when i he gave me the opportunity to start i tried to just run with it and make the most out of it because that's he was right. You might not be able to start in the NBA. You might be coming off the bench your career. You know, you just you just never know. So now was that the one in Sacramento, that thriller uh, that the team ended up winning? You're referring yeah, to the one in Sacramento, and then I went in OKC. That was another big chance because he had told me that in Sacramento, like you may not get another chance. You know, start and all that. So in an OKC, I got to start again. So you know, I was like, okay, my time must be coming or something. And then, yeah, I thought it was interesting and really significant the progression you had because you, you mentioned yeah. you you got the chance in Sacramento. That was a, a really big win for the team. It was an okay game for you compared to everything yeah. else you did over the season. Oklahoma City, you had a career high, and you start a sequence of games, but then things kind of thinned out from you. And then a, a couple of weeks later, you get another opportunity to get into the starting lineup, and at that point. 
things just took off. You were much more consistent, much more reliable. The rebounding jumped. What does that say to you that you didn't just get one opportunity, you got multiple opportunities to kind of reset yourself, and each time you took a step forward? I feel like that just shows that I'm just ready for that moment or just I'm just ready at all times, you know, from just like not knowing if I'm going to play tonight and then coach someone gets hurt the next thing you know you playing 25 minutes the next night or something so I feel like it's just all about staying ready and just being like not getting too high or too low like emotionally like just trying to stay level-headed and not trying to get too excited like oh I started I had 21 points like I don't gotta you know like the other games can be some eight points three rebounds you know like like you just got to keep it be consistent and just be ready and just stay level-headed for sure. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that that's what I see when I look at your last, I think it was 10 starts or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. You know, some games you take 11 shots, some t- games you took five, but mm-hmm. in every game you're knocking down about 40% of your shots. You made a three, you're contributing on the glass, so really enjoyed seeing your growth. Time now for a couple yeah. rapid-fire questions for you, Jalen, about this past season. Got your favorite moment for you from the year. What was your favorite play from anyone on the team from last season? From last season when Miles did that crazy dunk on Capella and cocked it back like to his feet. <laughs> that was crazy. I never seen nothing like that. And it had the whole building going crazy. In uh, family feud style, number one answer, number one answer on the board has been the Clint Capella dunk by Miles Bridges, or the Miles Bridges dunk on Clint Capella, I should say. COVID-19 was certainly a storyline throughout this season. We're all hoping that the pandemic will be behind us when we start the next season. In terms of the protocols, what is the one you are most looking forward to not having in place next season? The one... I'm looking forward to not – because it was like you could only leave the hotel for an hour and, like, get some fresh air and stuff like that. Like, you couldn't even see, like, your people if you're in the same city as them. Like, they had to get tested. It was just, like, a whole lot of – like, a whole process to the point where, like, man, we might as well just wait till after the season, you know? So, um, I feel like that was, that was definitely the worst thing, not being able to see your family on the road and you only get, like, an hour out of the day to go outside and get some air or something like that. So, yeah, those are the two top worst ones for sure. What is one protocol that you think actually might have been a good idea to continue that, you know, the situation forced you guys to have to have these protocols in place and they, for the most part, worked? The NBA had a, relatively speaking, safe season for its players and was able to finish the season most importantly. But what's something that you might want to keep as part of either your routine or the NBA should keep moving forward? Um, I liked, like, the list of, like, places that, like, they had a list of places of where, like, it was, like, okay to eat. Like, you can get, like, a private room or section to eat, like, so it's safer. So I feel like that was a big one, especially if you're, like, going out to dinner type guy like myself. So, yeah, that was really a real big one for me, just having, like, that private room, privacy, not really interacting with anybody other than who you brought. So, and that's safer, too. Um, So that was probably my favorite. As someone who uses like a lot of review sites, having NBA approval, that's probably yeah, yeah. that that's the, the gold star. Yeah, exactly. Before we let you go, Jalen, a look into the future as you prepare for your third NBA campaign. What are gonna be the priorities this offseason as you build towards next season? 
you know, of course, just staying in the weight room, just always getting stronger, shooting more threes, just being shooting a lot, getting a lot of makes in this summer, above the break threes, off the dribble, and just become and getting tightening my handle more. I feel like I get to my spots well, and it's just all about what do I do when I get there? Uh, what do I, what shot do I want to take? What counter do I want to make? You know, it's just all about like just crisping my game up and just getting better at those areas. So I feel like when I come back next season, you got to see another side of me that you guys never seen before. We are looking forward to it. Jalen McDaniels, thank you so much for a great season and for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. And we'll have much more coming up next here on the HHC. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber and Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. All right, Rob, we just heard from Jalen. I'm a foodie, I think, myself. I think I am. So I, I like having that that list from the NBA that would be convenient to maybe look back on as, uh, as I hopefully get to travel here next season covering the squad. What were your top-line takeaways from hearing from Jalen? Well, I want my own personal Yelp review, too, by the NBA in case I ever get to travel, but... Yeah, I mean, it was interesting to hear Jalen talk about the fact that, you know, he seems just so level-headed. You know, anytime that he talks, it just seems like he's, you know, not too high, not too low. He's very calm, cool, collect. And I think you see that translate over onto the floor as well. So, you know, I just think that the fact that he wants to work on the weight room and get stronger is really impressive just because, you know, sometimes with those guys, they don't like to do a whole lot of weight work because they don't want to mess up the timing or the touch or feel or anything on their shots. So the fact that Jalen really wants to, to work on the weight room and improve, I think is something that's really going to help him defensively. And it might even help him offensively too because, you know, he does like to slash a little bit and likes to get downhill in the lane. So, you know, when you're going through contact, going down the lane, trying to finish an and one, I think you might see a lot more of that if he's able to put on a couple more pounds of muscle in this offseason. I really like what he had to say about his personal growth. I think that's just so important. And as he mentioned, opportunity is not guaranteed and being prepared for those opportunities is what's most important. I would say in, in his very first start, you know, it was average at best. He played 15 minutes. He only had four points. But as he continued to get opportunities, he showed he was more and more prepared to meet the moment and just continued to grow and climb and what he could contribute. Love what he had to say about his three-point shot. He he can be such a weapon because it's six foot ten. He has certain advantages size-wise that other three-point shooters on the roster just are not going to have. Jalen McDaniels, to a certain extent, is always open because unless you are his height or can reach his height, you're not going to block his shot. So uh, we saw that at times with some of the smaller Hornets defenders trying to defend a bigger elite player on the other side. Uh, That person had free range to shoot you know that's the edge a Michael Porter Jr. has or a Kevin Durant has they can see over the defense and even if you're right up next to him you're going to have a hard time influencing that shot and that's an edge Jalen has as well we'll look forward to him trying to continue that piece of his game any more thoughts you have on uh, Jalen before we call it a day here on the HHC so I think the biggest thing that I want to see Jalen improve on moving forward is just kind of the consistency factor a little bit there's been times this past season where things might not be going his way and he thinks that he might get a foul call and you can kind of see his body language translate that over just kind of 
you know, being a little down in the dumps because he didn't get a foul call or he didn't finish at the rim, didn't make a three-point shot or anything like that. And, you know, he did finish the regular season strong. He's, you know, scoring in double figures the final four games. Before that, though, he was only in double figures in three of the previous nine games. And again, a lot of that has matchup situations and stuff like that. So, you know, he also performed really well as a rim protector when he needed to, which is also promising. So, you know, if he's able to just kind of couple all of those few things together, looking really, really good for the future of Jalen McDaniels in the league. I would agree wholeheartedly. Well, Jalen McDaniels had a, a big step forward in year two. We'll look forward to seeing what the next step will be for him next season. Our thanks to Rob Longo and our thanks to Jalen McDaniels for joining us here today on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Most importantly, thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll continue our series looking at each and every one of the players from the Hornets from this past season. Only a couple of guys left to review and some really big names left on the roster including LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward so make sure you have an ear tuned in to your official Hornets podcast, the Hornets Hivecast Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage visit Hornets.com